It's time, my friend, to amplify your voice, to share your powerful messages with the world and step into who you've always been so that you can share your gifts with the world. The Amplified and Enlightened podcast is for women and men who have audacious dreams and desires. They want to live abundantly, love fiercely, and feel fulfilled on their own terms. This is a place where we have elevated conversations that will enhance your relationships, your spiritual connection, and uplevel your life. This is a space to come and laugh, hear stories, and learn something new. Take away an aha or an epiphany that you didn't have prior to this episode. You know, there's something to be said about doing things that scare us, for taking bold risks, but also knowing that you're not alone and that you deserve all that you desire. It's time, my friend, to step into your uniqueness, to let your truth self shine and amplify your voice and possibly even a little more enlightened along the way. All right, friends, let's dive in and get started for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back. I am so excited to connect with you today on this solo episode. I love doing these. I love it. I love connecting with you all. I love connecting with the guests on the podcast, and it just feels like such a gift to come to you in this form of expression. Uh, so to set the scene, it is um, an evening, just, um, yeah, the sun's just setting. <laughs> to paint that picture for you. Um, I'm here in my office and I've gotten all these nudges to record all these solo episodes for you. So there'll be more to come for sure. And what's really on my heart today to share with you is this journey to being enough. And in this episode, I'm going to cover a few different areas where this shows up, how it shows up and, and that sort of thing and, and what it looks like. So this can be different for everybody. And I'm going to speak specifically to my personal experience and my journey. And if you want to continue the conversation after the episode, hit me up in DMs on Instagram or send me an email. And uh, that contact information will be in the show notes. But I think these are really important things to be speaking about. And I'm here for it. And I'm here for you and with you. The journey of being enough. The context that this first stood out to me for is in regards to romantic relationships, because a big, big, big part of my journey, not just in adolescence and like high school ages when, you know, <laughs> adolescents, teens are really excited about dating and discovering and fitting in and um, finding love and whatever we think are the things that are going to make us happy, right? And we go down that journey and, and venture down that track and that path. Or at least that was my world. And despite having amazing parents and great role models for myself, which I now feel very blessed and, and grateful to have and to have had at that time, I also recognize now, knowing what I know, that there was so much to discover about who I was, what I wanted, how I wanted to live, and to have an inner importance and focus as well as an external. And I think this is a really a differentiating factor, or maybe not even differentiating, but a factor in being enough, feeling enough, and doing the dance with this whole idea of enoughness. And 
so a part of that for me was looking externally to have the relationship. And once I had the romantic relationship, then everything would be into place. I would be happy. I would have somebody to spend my life with and live with and love and be with and get to experience life to the fullest degree at. And maybe I had rose-colored glasses on. Maybe I watched too many rom-coms, romantic comedies. Nonetheless, I definitely romanticized about what life would be like with a romantic partner. And I dated. Boy, did I date. I went on many dates, many, many dates, dated different types of guys, all sorts of guys, because I wanted to find my person. And I believed that that person was out there and I didn't want to limit myself to the possibilities because it was so important for me. And while I was climbing the ladders in the workforce and, you know, going after the next promotions and developing myself and having hobbies and interests, it felt like finding a romantic partner was what kept my interests the most. So when I look back, that seems to be the thing that was highlighted for me through sort of like the end of um, high school, beginning of college, and into my 20s. And the journey that it took. I remember things like going to the psychic and the psychic telling me certain things and aspects and qualities about the person that I would meet and holding on so tightly to that um, to the point where (laughs) um, she mentioned like the initial that the guy's name would have like a like the first letter of his name is what I had taken it as and um, for a few years after if I met a Mike or a Matt because the letter was M I was so, oh my gosh, this could be him. This could be the one. And and just so excited for that external thing that would make me happy. And I didn't realize at the time how much that was just the tip of the iceberg. And so I am going to fast forward a bit now. So I, like I said, I, I dated every Tom, Dick, and Harry, every person out there. And well, maybe I should clarify I didn't have a type per se. I wasn't limiting myself, which I now know can be a positive and a negative because if you don't know the kind of person you're looking for, it can really leave you open to any type of person where you could be really ignoring the traits that you actually desire in a person. Essentially, intention is everything in a sense. And all to mention that for those of you listening, this is all before online dating happened. So I dated a few gentlemen that I worked with, I, which I had to learn for like the third time was not the best scenario for me personally. If you found love that way, kudos to you. Super happy for you. So yeah, so there was that. There were friends that would introduce me to people, the mechanic that worked on my car, like you name it. I would put myself out there, I guess, to some degree is what I'm realizing as I'm even telling this is that I was open and I was... Um, accepting to to go on dates and to try things out. I remember one awful experience where I was out with friends at a restaurant downtown Toronto and the bartender at the restaurant was interested and we exchanged phone numbers and went on a date and it was one of those dates where I should have left like five minutes into it. But nonetheless, there was never a second date and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the type of men that I didn't want to date which I think in anything that we're doing in life, we've got to figure out that component. And then once you get what you don't want, then it's really important to start focusing on what you do want, what you want to create. And there's a little caveat to that, but I will get there in a minute (laughs) or five. Um, So yes, so lots of dating, getting to know different types of people, 
infusing myself in that world and always being curious. Like I would go somewhere when I was single in single times, I would go to an event or I would go out with a group of friends and I would be thinking, oh, I wonder if there'll be someone single that I can meet here. Like it just seemed to be the thing on my mind, the main focus, boy crazy. And I remember looking back and at times thinking like, geez, isn't there anything else that I was interested in? And I, I, of course there was, eh? Like, don't get me wrong. This is just one little snippet of my story. It was such a focus to find love and, and what does love mean? And I believed that I could find it in somebody that was really, really aligned with who I am and what I desired and that we could create this amazing life for ourselves. I so greatly wanted to find a partner and I was doing this all unconsciously. I was not aware that this was happening at the time, but I was losing myself in relationships and I was becoming the person that I thought that they wanted me to be, to be accepted, to feel accepted, to feel happiness and to finally find my person. Because of course, in my world at the time, I saw everybody and their brother hooking up, moving in together, eventually getting engaged and married and and going through those motions as I got into my late 20s. And I so greatly wanted the same things, but did I? Because I was never really, really digging deep into what I wanted in that moment. I was so focused on what everybody else had, what everybody else wanted, what everybody else was doing. I never gave myself a moment to really sit and reflect on where my life was in those moments, what was going well, what I might want to change, what I would do differently. It was like, I was just existing every single day. It got to this point where it was like existing, going through the motions, looking for the partner. Then I got close. I found somebody that I thought had potential to be the person that I was with for the rest of my life. And where that came to a halt was when I, you know, proverbially woke up one day and realized that I literally had been expending my energy towards everyone else. It didn't just happen in romantic relationships. It was happening in friendships. It was happening with work colleagues, um, caring so much about what other people think, what they wanted from me or what they wanted from me and who I had to be. And it gets exhausting, my friends. Maybe this is you. Maybe you've experienced something like this. It's like we wear these masks because we want to be accepted and we want to be liked and we want to be loved And we want to find and get to that place. It's like a mountain in the sky or like this milestone space where everything clicks into place and then there's never any struggle ever, ever again. And what, of course, I know now to be true is that like that will never happen. What will happen is we will get to the point in life where we know there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be challenges. But we have the tools. We have the strength and we have the courage and bravery to weather any storm, to get through any challenging times. And that with the certain mindset focus and ways to self-reflect and look inwards and understand what we want and what we need, we can move through those hard times in a smoother way. I'm choosing my words carefully because however you're navigating through your life circumstances right now, because we've all got them, You're doing great with the tools and the resources that you have. And I think we have to give ourselves more credit than we give ourselves sometimes because we already have within us, each one of you have within you what you need to get through anything, to get the success that you want. Yet I believe truly that it's all tied to believing that we are enough exactly as we are. 
And so how do we get to that point and, and what has to happen to get us to that point, I think are a few different things. So after that, almost marriage was my last relationship in my late 20s. Um, at the time where I was realizing I was so unhappy and, and by the time I turned 31, I knew it wasn't the right route to go down, but I felt like completely lost. And I, for the first time, realized that I didn't want to live in the same way as the majority of the people that I was seeing in my life because I realized that I didn't know there was any other way at the time. Consciously, of course, that seems like quite a logical thing, but when we're in our daily lives, our daily surroundings, and we maybe at some points in life don't see outside of that, and you can't see beyond the peripheral, it takes dreaming up what you believe is possible. And I think it goes without saying that, you know, in my world, I believe that now today, and, and you know, this is the next part of this that I'll share with you, is that in the manifestation of the life, the love and the dreams that we want to create into reality takes believing in something before we can see it in the physical form, before it comes into our lives. So I went on this journey. It was like, who am I? Who is Danny Rayom? What do I want? I was personally exhausted from wearing all the masks, making everybody else happy, and always being the supporting character in all of these situations in life, instead of being the leading lady in my own life and really owning what I wanted to create, who I wanted to be, and all of those things. And that's when the journey began of figuring out who I was. And that took so much. Like it, it wasn't just an overnight thing. And I think it can seem overnight sometimes when we're looking on Instagram highlight reels or in different spaces and, and things seem so shiny and perfect and like, all these people have their lives together and everything in place, but I think that that's a lie and that's a myth. And when we get to know people at a deeper level, we see that everyone is experiencing something and everything is everyone is going through something that is challenging them and we're all on our own journeys. No, nothing is perfect. And this time around now in my early 30s, I knew I still wanted romantic love because I still believed there was a person out there that was for me that would ignite in me all of the things I had always dreamed were possible in a romantic relationship for myself and for him and whatnot. And the place that I had to start was I had to get really clear on what my own personal needs were. And so, hey, for any of you listening, if, if you've been trying to find yourself and figure out what you want for yourself, feel free to create your own needs list. Um, this needs list gets to be as long as you want it to be. It can be three to four pages and you fill out on it. What are your physical needs? What are your emotional needs? What are your educational knowledge needs? What are your financial needs, career needs? And you fill it all out and you detail it as much as you want to. Who do you need these needs to be met by? Some of them can be met by others. Most of them need to be met by yourself. Um, do you want to take a course once per year? Do you want to work out four days a week? And what kind of workouts do you want to do? And, you know, these are just some little examples. And really figuring out what you need and what you want for yourself to feel fulfilled. And this list might gr grow and build because you might have to try different things at the time that I was first creating this list for myself, I was, it was pre-COVID, so I was going to public speaking events because I realized I loved public speaking. I took Toastmasters for years prior to this and really developed and honed 
the skills that I, I now have because I loved expressing in this way and I wanted to learn more about it. And that led to these public speaking competitions in Toronto where I, I signed up and I competed and it wasn't about winning or losing. It was about just trying something, putting myself out there. There being a hell of a lot of fear and excitement going into this speaking competition, becoming an MC for a public speaking group, uh, Mo Mondays. And this was a, a platform where inspired stories would come to the stage and I co-emceed with a great um, friend and colleague of mine and doing these things and doing them while they fulfilled me until they fulfilled me and then I would move on to the next thing because I firmly know for myself that I do something that I love and I get so passionate about it and I'm all in and then I get to a point where I feel the fulfillment, I've gotten what I was called to go to the thing for and then I move on to the next thing. And I think it's really important to share that it took me years and to first acknowledge that that was a part of me and who I was. And I have these multiple interests and desires and things that I love to do. And I also have that ending point. And it wasn't until very recently through finding human design, which will be another whole episode, but in finding human design and realizing that I was wired this way my entire life and I was so hard on myself about it. Because as we know with society and programming and how we were raised, we weren't always raised to how we were naturally wired. Our parents were doing the best they could with the resources we had. And society said to be one way, stick to one thing, find that one thing. It was against what I so naturally crave and desire. And when I'm actually honoring what I love, I have more results, I have more success, and I have more joy and fun in my life. It's a gift that we get to give ourselves finding out more about what makes us happy, but it also doesn't happen overnight. But actually to own it and be confident in that style of mine, because I spent years being hard on myself for those qualities of mine. Can you think of something that's been a part of you your whole life? that you've been wishing was different? And what would happen if you started to own that part of you and embrace it and love it and accept that part of you for what it is and for who you are? Imagine the magic that could happen. Imagine how that could shift the relationship with yourself. So yes, back to that story is that yes, I was doing what seemed like such random stuff, but it was helping me figure out more of the things that I love to do and was really making me happy. And I was the person making me happy. It no longer came from external, from having a partner or having the perfect this, that, or the other thing from the outside. It came from figuring out the things that lit me up inside. Like such random stuff, right? But honestly, you guys, the journey to getting to these stages, to doing these things, were character building for me. I was seeing what my strengths were. I was seeing where there was still a little bit of self-doubt or um, areas of confidence to grow in. And maybe for you, it's totally different. Maybe you're all about, you know, joining a sports club or performing in a theater production or whatever it is that your heart desires. Truly, truly, truly. What were those interests that you had when you were a kid that you put on a shelf because you felt like once you became an adult, you had to be serious and work, work, work and come home and rest and rinse and repeat and, and do it all over again? 
because those are likely the things that you need in your life again to allow you to feel fully expressed and like you're fully living. And so I went on this journey and that was part of my journey. Part of my journey was working with a fellow coach to clear up some of the blocks and limits that I had that I didn't see for myself. And this is what I do with my coaching clients in a one-on-one space as well is as a coach, we can see the things that our clients necessarily can't see from the from their view. So helping clients see their blind spots because we all have them. I have them. Everyone has them, no matter how much work you've done. And it was really about growing and healing the relationship with myself and becoming a friend of myself instead of that negative self-talk that seemed to perpetuate itself. And really making choices and finding things that lit me up and deciding that I was no longer going to do things that drained my energy and that didn't bring me joy. I had to make that boundary with myself because nobody else was going to. I There was no parent or friend or colleague that was going to say to me, hey, yeah, you know, you don't have to do that anymore, eh? Like it took for me to really figure out what I would no longer accept in my life And then the person that I needed to become if I wanted to attract the kind of partner and romantic life as well that I always believed that I could have. So that's sort of part two. If you're listening to this and you want to become involved in a healthy romantic relationship, there could be old patterns or strategies or behaviors that need to be looked at during this time. And, And that can be done in journaling and self-reflection. It can also be done with coaches like myself where you get to see the things that might not be in your awareness so that you can break those patterns and then attract the kind of person you're really worthy of. But guess where attracting a partner you're truly worthy of comes from and starts with? It starts with believing you are worthy and living as if you are in that space now. As I mentioned earlier on in this episode, when we manifest, we manifest from a space of believing before it is actually in our physical reality. And this might be a bit spiritual and a bit woo-woo. So if you want to talk more about this offline of the podcast, by all means, again, send me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to chat with you about this. I love this stuff. And so one of the other things is making a list of what you want in a partner. Like I said earlier, yes, it's important to know what you don't want. And we have to date and put ourselves out there to get to know what we don't want. And that's also what I did. I was doing this personal work. I was figuring out what I needed. But then I also knew that I had to put myself out there. I became you know, I think available mentally and emotionally. And I started to meet some people. Um, This now, like years later, online dating is more of a thing. So I did put myself online for a few weeks to try that out. It didn't resonate for me, but it was something that I definitely tried. And then writing out the wants list. What do I want in a partner? And this isn't about the tacky, materialistic stuff. This is truly like, what kind of person do you want to be with? What are their personal traits? What are their values in life? What kind of openness, conversations, um, attributes do you want this person to have? Sure, you can go down the physical route as well, but what kind of mental, emotional connection do you want to have? What do you want your financial life to look like? What kind of adventures do you want to have? Get really, really specific. Again, this is a multiple page document that you get to create 
that lists in detail the kinds of qualities and things that you want to attract in a partner because we have to know what we want. We have to be able to write it out, put it into words, put it out there to co-create it. And once we can do that, then this is a bit of the kicker. And one of the things that I didn't expect personally on my journey, and it was a bit of a, oh, great, okay, is that when you look at that list of everything that you want in a partner, so, okay, I always give, I like this example I give with clients as well, is, okay, so you want a partner that is physically fit, and and you want somebody that has a workout regimen and works out, you know, three times per week. Okay, well, that's awesome. Are you also doing that, though? Like, are you in line with the things that you want your partner to be? Because that's where authenticity and integrity line up to meet. So if you want somebody that is educated in finances, instead of waiting for that person to be educated in finances and then solely relying on them and giving up your power to them and their abilities and them running the show, this is your time as you're meeting people and as you're developing yourself and figuring out who you are to have the things that you desire in your partner too. So go out and get the financial knowledge or education. I know incredible women that have businesses that are all about the growth mindset and leading yourself through financial success. And all of that is out there and possible for us. It's taking back our power and owning all the things that we want in others because we have to be in integrity and congruent with what we're asking of others. And if we're not willing to have that either, we can't expect our soon-to-be or our current existing partner to have the same. And so that was a bit of the kicker because I had to really look at what I was wanting and desiring in a partner and then make some changes in my own life to attract that kind of person because it's all about getting even to the energetic vibration and level that your person, your partner is, is at. And Yeah, it might have been easy to find the wrong ones, the wrong type of guys for you, but I can tell you 1000% it's worth it to find the ones that are really aligned with you and the type of people that you actually want to be with. But this episode also comes with a bit of a caution. And the caution is that So, okay, I go through all this phase, I do the lists, I'm dating, I'm out there, I'm developing myself, I'm becoming congruent with the things that I desire in a partner so that I'm in that alignment as well. And then after actually the last moment before I met my now partner was that I had been dating somebody and it got to the point where I knew I was dating them because there was nobody else. We had actually dated a few months prior and then I wasn't Um, dating anybody at the time and it was summer and I wanted to experience the summer with somebody and we got along and and whatnot but there were some non-negotiable things some deal breakers that ended off the experience a few months prior and now fast forward a few months and again call it what you will loneliness um, giving things a second chance thinking that maybe something has changed It didn't end there. It wasn't like this amazing, incredible person comes into my life and life is solved forever and life just gets to move on in this like sunshine, lollipops and rainbows way. No. Yes, he's the most incredible person for me. Yes, I feel more supported and loved and in the most healthy relationship I've ever felt. And it comes with continuing to do my own work, continuing to feel worthy enough, continuing to question old patterns that try to creep up again 
when I get to tell myself, okay, like, remember, this is an old pattern and actually having to take myself through this process. And the one thing I will say too, especially is that after going through a year of being in COVID, my partner and I living together, there were times that were frustrating and hard and I wasn't sure how to move through it. And we could be to some that couple that you look at from the outside. And I've even had friends say like, we're the most healthy couple they've ever seen or whatever, like the things are that they see from us from the outside, right? And while I am so grateful for that, and that means so much, I also know what goes on behind the scenes that the friends and the Instagram world don't always see. And the main thing that they're not seeing is that I'm coming up against my own stuff that is projected back to me by my partner. So the coolest shift that has been made for me in this relationship compared to any other romantic relationship I've been in, and even a lot of like friendship relationships and otherwise, is that nine times out of 10, when I feel like he's done something or I'm frustrated at something about him or his behaviors or how he's communicated something, nine times out of 10, when I'm able to actually get real with myself and reflect back and look at what he's saying or what the action is or what the behavior is, nine times out of 10, I realize it's something incongruent with me. It's something I need to fix for myself. It's something I need to become aligned with for my own life. It's a behavior that I'm not proud of myself for, that he's mirroring back to me. So now instead of thinking, oh, on to the next one or like, oh, no, this isn't the right person either because XYZ crept up. Now I look at it differently. Now I ask myself, okay, what is this trying to show me? What about this is reflecting back something for me to learn? And what can I do differently? What kind of support can I get? And then of course, together we get to grow as well. What kind of need do I need met that I'm wanting to be met by what? he is or isn't able to give to me that I now need to take my own power back and meet my own need. Take care of myself, do the bath, do the fucking journaling, take myself out for ice cream, like whatever it is. Sometimes our partner can't, no, 80% of the time our partner can't meet our own needs. 20% of the time our partners can meet our needs or 20% of our needs can be met by our partners because we have to have the sovereignty, the ownership of our own lives and take our power into our own hands to be able to have an empowered relationship. We get to lead ourselves and we are in a relationship each 100% and 100% fusing together to make a 200% relationship because we get to thrive by leading ourselves and then being able to show up as our whole selves in our relationships. All right, friends, I'm going to leave it there. Again, if you have more questions or you want to connect with me in DMs, feel free to do so. I do have some one-on-one coaching spaces available for you if you are looking to grow and expand your relationships, your business, and just life in general and bring in more energy, more results, and more success. I'll talk to you guys soon. Keep dreaming big. Thank you so, so, so much for spending some time with me and my incredible guests. It is always a pleasure coming to you in this special space. If you want to continue along in the conversation, feel free to follow along on Instagram at Danny Rayom. And feel free to subscribe for new episodes that will be coming out every week. If you'd like to connect with our guests, their contact information will be in the show notes for you to connect with them and continue the conversation with them. 
And we are always so, so grateful if you'd be open to sharing a review on Apple. Um, Just go to the rate and review section, leave us a five-star review and comment and share whatever it is that um, calls to you that really landed for you in the episode. We hope that this episode has brought you more clarity, more excitement, something that's added more confidence and empowerment for you to take that next step, for you to feel that you can put yourself out there just a little bit more and trust and know that you will succeed and that you've got all that it takes to be the version of you that you've always wanted to be. You've got this, my friend. Music for the intro and outro for the podcast is provided by the ever-talented Jason Rayom, and his contact information is linked in the podcast notes if you'd like to get in touch and receive more of this goodness in some way, shape, or form for your creations. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in, for sharing your time with me, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Take care, keep dreaming big.